Beathard sets up deep in the pocket. Goes down the field for Smith. Ah, he got it. Smith. Touchdown. 85 yards. Iowa. 56-yarder. It's got, no, does not have the leg. And Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Don't miss a thing from the world of college football. Stay right here for College Gridiron on WFUV Sports. Welcome back to another edition of College Gridiron. I am Danny Scott, joined alongside Tyler Hu and Brianna Dunbar. We are remote because of winter break, but that does not mean we don't want to talk about college football. It is officially bowl season, a lot of games going on, and some good ones coming up this weekend. But before we start talking, how are you guys doing? Danny, Brianna, I'm glad to be joined by you guys again, as always. I'm glad to be here. I mean, we couldn't make it last week. A lot of travel plans here and there with winter break. But, you know, Christmas has passed. Um, bowl season's upon us. We got some great games coming up, some great games on my TV screen right in front of me. But, you know, life is good. We're almost in 2023. Can't believe 2022 is almost over. But I'm really excited for, to talk all things college football. Yeah, I'm super excited, too. Um, I hope you guys had a good holiday and are trying to get some some rest before the next semester. But I'm currently very anxious for Saturday. Um, I to, can watch, to watch OSU get their doors blown off. We're going to talk about that in a bit. But, um, yeah, I feel um, I'm excited and also anxious. But I do have tickets to the national championship game. Oh, actually, wow, you're so lucky dropping that bomb on us. Well, I I think we will be selling them if if Ohio State is not at SoFi, but um, probably going to be selling those tickets. Not going to lie to you. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. But uh, we'll just we got a couple of decent bowl games that we'll recap and then preview some of the best bowl games um, before we do the New Year's six games. Um, so last night, actually, number 15, Oregon beat North Carolina 28-27. And it was kind of, it was a weird game because I felt like both these teams have very high-powered offenses uh, between Bo Nix and Drake May. And neither one of them played very well. Bo Nix only 205 passing yards, Drake May 206. Um, just kind of a weird game. You would expect this one to be more in the range of 50 to 49, but instead it was 28-27. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on that one? I mean, um, considering – oh, you want to go first? You got it. Yeah, well, the only thing that I really liked about this game was the fact that it was soccer for a little bit. Um, Bonex threw behind his receiver. It bounced off of a cornerback's calf and then – I forget who picked it up, but uh, nudged it with his toe to keep it off the ground, picked it and ran. Um, that was honestly, I don't know if all of that was intentional or just luck, but that was pure athleticism. And that was probably my favorite part of that game. Yeah, that was definitely one of the coolest interceptions I've ever seen. Um, this game, the over-under was 76, one of the highest in modern 
college football history. I think the highest ever is like an eight in, in bowl game history. I think the highest ever is like an 83 and a half. So, you know, Vegas expected to be a very high scoring game. Two explosive quarterbacks. Drake may looks to be either the first or second quarterback selected in next year's NFL draft next to Caleb Williams. Uh, he will not I be was, the first if Caleb Williams is he's right. him being a redshirt freshman and being this good. There might be a case considering next year we got a lot of football left to play, but that's neither. That's not the what we're here to talk about today. That was a really good game. Um, you, UNC can be a really good team in the future. I mean, you got one of the best building blocks. He might not even declare next year for all we know. He might go back for another year of experience. He's so young and so talented. Gr- props to him. Drake May threw three touchdowns. Bo Nix, I mean, gutsy last, just la- that last minute drive. And then that extra point that doinked off and went in was just absolutely insane. I know a lot of my friends were betting on the over or betting on like like hoping for the over, hoping for fireworks. And uh, yeah, my betting men over there were uh, not very happy. But you know what? Great game. Two really fun programs and great season for Oregon, all things considered. Yeah, Oregon under first year head coach. You expect them at the very least next year because we know Bo Nix announced that he is returning, you expect this Oregon team to be uh, a contender next year. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, going out, you get a double-digit win season for Oregon. I think that's a very, very good start for Dan Lanning and his uh, uh, Oregon tenure. Um, But it was a little – it was a very weird game. And, Tyler, you're going to love this stat. UNC controlled time of possession and forced a turnover um, and didn't have any turnovers themselves. But Oregon still found a way to win. So there's that one one in a hundred game that I talk about most of the time. If you win the time of possession and the turnover battle, you're going to win this one, a weird one where that doesn't happen. Uh, but moving on, Arkansas over Kansas in the Liberty Bowl craziness game, 55-53 in triple overtime, Arkansas wins. And this really felt like a game of two of the more disappointing teams this year because they both started off so hot especially Kansas they started out what six and O and then dropped their mm-hmm. last, their next seven uh, finished the season at six and seven. And Arkansas was ranked for a little bit there too, but an absolutely crazy game goes to triple overtime. Uh, KJ Jefferson really bought out uh, 287 passing yards, two touchdowns, and then th- 130 rushing yards and two touchdowns on the ground. Um, just a crazy game. I mean, yeah, Arkansas ran for 394 yards on five touchdowns. That's absolutely wild to say. Um, I thought Arkansas ran away with this game in the first half, but Kansas stayed in it. I mean, 18 scoring, winning the fourth quarter, 18 to nothing to force overtime is very impressive. Yeah. Really interesting season for Kansas. Obviously, horrible end to it, seven straight losses, but something to build on. This program is trending in the right direction to me. I think they had a really solid season. This is a successful season, even though six and seven doesn't sound great. They got a bowl game. This is a successful season for Kansas. It's something for them to build on in the future and become one of the better teams in the Big 12, hopefully. Really nice to see them, you know, be competitive. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy from the fourth quarter on. Um, for them to be able to come back like that and um, Arkansas not being able to answer those points, that, that was a really impressive comeback. Um, I am a little disappointed, though, that uh, Kansas ended up losing just because I really I really wanted that victory for them after all that hard work in the fourth quarter and the um, and the overtime. But, you know, it happens. 
Yeah, and both quarterbacks in this one were great. Um, Jalen Daniels, he's a junior. I'd imagine he's not leaving, but he had yeah, 500. He had 500 passing yards, 544, and five touchdowns. Did throw two picks, but I mean that's a good good way to end your season if you're a quarterback. And it was a very fun game um, to kind of end the season. It, it's a good stepping stone into these bigger bowl games. Um, the two games last night, Oregon, North Carolina, and Kansas, Arkansas, were very fun matchups. Um, you don't really expect uh, Kansas to win, and you don't really expect UNC to beat Oregon. So I think both of those games made sense, but they were very, very fun to watch. Um, and then moving on to some of the best bowl games that aren't New Year's Six games, uh, we got number 20, Texas, versus number 12, Washington, in the Alamo Bowl. Um, this is a very interesting game to me because – Texas had so many like unlucky losses this year, um, but play teams very tough all year long. And then Washington in the Pac-12, obviously I think that's uh, a lesser conference that you would say, but Quinn Ewers versus Michael Penix, it's a great quarterback matchup. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts, predictions on this one? I mean, all I really want to see out of this, I think Washington wins this game. I think that Washington is a better team right now, but I want to see Quinn Ewers Bounce back. He got injured against, um, I believe it was Alabama. He just really hasn't looked the same since. I want to see if Ewers can show me something going into next year. Or next year's going to be a massive year for him. Show him if he can elevate that draft stock, become a top 10 pick, become that third quarterback right behind Will Cable, Caleb Williams and Drake May. I'm really excited to see what he can bring to that um, in this game. I mean, against a really, really good Washington team. So I'm excited. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's, it's who wants it more. And who or yeah I think I think Washington wants it more but I don't know I think Washington does try their best in in bowl games and they have a lot of experience in bowl games but Texas has been pretty decent this year I don't know it's it's a tough call for me but I would I think I'm going to take Texas I think I'm going to take Texas I don't have anything to back that up but i just just strictly vibes that's my, I respect that's my vibes. gut feeling Listen, that's my gut feeling i respect it texas it's all about the vibes it is um i am also going to go with texas and and i got more than just vibes to back it up um i think this is kind of a turning point for texas right now um with them transitioning into the sec i think they want to prove to everyone that they're real players and you know that these classes recruiting classes that they're getting aren't going to nothing because they consistently have a top five top three recruiting class every single year and it never amounts to anything so if you can go get a couple of bowl wins right before you're transitioning into the sec i think that proves a lot and i think they kind of have to win these games if oh, yeah. we're being honest so um against a good washington team i think that's a very good stepping stone for them um beating a top 12 team in the nation in a bowl game, a great matchup for him. And I want to see what Quinn Ewers can do. I want I want to see him go out and ball out. And and like you said, Tyler, become that top three quarterback in this next draft class. I think he could even jump Drake May if he if he really balls out next year, getting a full healthy year um, in that Texas offense. Um, obviously, Bijan Robinson will not be playing this game, um, and losing him will hurt. But I think that just proves or not proves, I think that kind of helps him out a little bit because he's going to become the focal point of the offense instead of 
handing the ball off to the running back. But uh, moving on, we'll save that one for last because I want to talk about that for a while. But we got number, what is it, 17 LSU versus Purdue in the Citrus Bowl. Um, the runner-up in the Big Ten and the runner-up in the SEC. It's an interesting matchup, um, but what are you guys' thoughts? I mean, I think LSU blows Purdue's doors off. I really do. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Jalen Daniels, uh, he or Jaden Daniels, he will be playing most likely. Um, he announced he's coming him. back next year too. So that too, that's a huge step in three. He's a very, he's a very solid quarterback. Very explosive, dual threat quarterback. Um, Kayshawn Boot, I don't think he'll be playing because he just did declare for the NFL draft. But I'm going to assume he opted out. Still, regardless, this is a much better LSU team than a Purdue team. Purdue doesn't really do anything for me. Um, LSU's obviously. Far superior. They're going to win 45-27 was my prediction. Blowout. Um, I didn't say it was going to be an absolute blowout, but I do think that Purdue um, is losing more than LSU with the people who are opting out. Um, their quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, backup, running back, um, wide receiver, Charles Jones, their tight end. They're losing a lot of people for this game. And so I they're think losing their whole offense. Yes. Losing um, cornerback Corey Trice. Ev- like, um, I think all their first strings are out for this game. Um, I think LSU, LSU really surprised a lot of people this year. I think they were only projected to win seven games, uh, but they ended up nine and four and played Georgia in the SEC championship game. So that's exciting for them. Um I think that, um, well, their quarterback's going to be healthy and playing in the game. Um, but, yeah, they're losing two wide receivers. I I called 38-20 LSU. Um, yeah, I think I'm, I'm with LSU, and I'll tell you exactly why. Because I've watched Brian Kelly coach in numerous bowl games, and the games that don't matter, he wins. Who cares about the Citrus Bowl? He's going <laughs> to blow the doors off of Purdue. There's like Notre Dame and the Pinstripe Bowl or the Music City Bowl, games that don't mean jack. They, <laughs> they, find, the ones they don't find wins. They find ways to win. But once you get into that New Year's Six conversation, uh, you get killed. Um, <laughs> but, get a little too bright. Brian Kelly goes to Yeah, hiring. so I think, I think this is a good bowl game for him. Um, I think they're going to hammer Purdue. Um, I, I'm going to... I don't necessarily have a score prediction, but I think by at least three scores, I think by at least 17 um, LSU wins this one. Uh, Moving on Pitt versus number, what are they? 18 UCLA in the Sun Bowl. Interesting matchup. Um, I believe Keaton Slovis is out um, because he just announced he's transferring. Um, So I'm going to rock with UCLA. I think this is a very obvious UCLA game, but, you guys can tell me otherwise. I'd like to hear it. We're not. UCLA's winning this by <laughs> yeah, a lot. UCLA's winning. Um, I think I can count 10, 10 players um, from Pitt that are out for this game. Um, they're losing a lot and a lot of their biggest talents too. Um, I think UCLA should win this game by 14, 17 points. Oh, you're Dorian, being you're being yeah. generous. Um, Dorian, ta- listen, yeah. 
Dorian Thompson Robinson ends his career, college career with six touchdowns in a blowout <laughs> win. They win by twenty four at least. I yeah, said I, was... I said UCLA pit seventeen or UCLA forty one pit seventeen. Yeah, I'm I'm That's gonna go. Like it. I'm gonna go UCLA forty five pit ten. Just hammer them. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even give a score prediction. Just think a lot to a little. And Dorian Thompson Robinson <laughs> ends his career with a with a W and a lot of touchdowns. Um, moving on, that one was was quick and easy. But number twenty one Notre Dame versus number nineteen South Carolina in the Gator Bowl. Um, I'll let you guys talk about it before I do. Tyler, I know you're rocking with Spencer Rattler because you love him so much. My favorite um, player in college football. But what are your guys' thoughts? Brianna, I'm going to let you take this one first. My biggest thing is that Drew Pine is transferring and not playing. Um, but I feel like Notre Dame couldn't really figure out a good quarterback between Pine and Buckner. Well, Buckner uh, got hurt. Yeah. And he's playing well, he's in back this game. now. <laughs> yeah, he's back now. Um, your tight end, Michael Mayer, opted out for the draft. He's not playing. Um, star edge rusher is not playing. You, Foster, you are yep. taking, yeah, you are taking um, a few a few losses here, but you you did have a a pretty good season. You you played Ohio State and U, USC well. Um, managed to beat Clemson when they managed to beat Clemson. Overrated Clemson. Yeah, that too. Fraudulent. Managed to lose to Marshall. <laughs> yeah, but then lost to Marshall and Stanford. Um, as for South Carolina, I think they had a really good year for themselves. They exceeded expectations. They had a really huge back-to-back wins um, towards the end of the year with Tennessee and Clemson. Um, Spencer Rattler, I don't know. He's kind of underwhelming to me, but ended the year well. Kind of. Kind of <laughs> underwhelming. Yeah. The number um, one after- recruit in the nation. Gets bounced by Caleb Williams. Yeah. Kind of. Caleb Williams is a Heisman winner that we, yeah. we know personally. <laughs> yeah. Fr- friend of the program. Okay. okay. Yeah. But um, as for opt outs for South Carolina, their top three running backs are all out for the game. Um, top three tight ends. They, I think South Carolina played with four tight ends against Clemson, and now three of the four are out. Um, I think. Both of the coaches will get their guys up for this game, but I think that South Carolina has too many losses at running back, tight end, cornerback safety. I think it's going to be too detrimental. I have Notre Dame 31, South Carolina 27. All right, so the theme of um, Notre Dame's football season as a whole was ups and downs. (laughs) (laughs) You start the year down, yeah, you go up a little bit, and you're kind of on the down. You lose to USC. You, you lose Drew Pine to the transfer portal. Michael Mayer's opted out. Your best, your only good offensive player. No, I'm kidding. Your run game is amazing. But um, your best offensive player, your quarterback, are out. Tyler Buckner hasn't played since, what, week two against Marshall? He's not very good. As much as I want to show love to the guy, I want him to be good. He's not very good. Um, As Brianna mentioned, a couple opt-outs here and there. But – the, the one constant is that South Carolina has their starting quarterback in Spencer Rattler. They have their the most important position on the field. They have certainty. Notre Dame doesn't really have that right now. And Notre Dame, to me, 
it, it's just been a rare – to me, it's been an underwhelming season because what were they, top five coming to the year, top six? Or were they, Danny? I think they started the year at five. They started the year at five. They end the year with an L. They're going to lose this game um, 27-13. I just think the lack of certainty at the key positions really hurts Notre Dame. Marcus Freeman, you know, he's still got some work to do as a head coach. He's still new to the, new to the head coaching game at the college football level. I think Shane Beamer ends his, continues his bold winning streak to two, and um, South Carolina comes out with a win. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you why you're wrong on that, Tyler. Go for it. Fire away. I want to hear it. I want to hear you say you say the the uncertainty. I think Notre Dame would have loved to play the entire season with Tyler Buckner at starting quarterback. So mm-hmm. um, that's the reason he was the opening day starter. And Drew Pine was very underwhelming all year long. He was a game manager. He he did fine. He didn't blow the top off, and it was all run game between Audric Estime and Logan Diggs. So I think what Notre Dame is going to come into this game and try to do um, against a, a semi-weaker U.S. or um, USC, um, South Carolina. One, defense, one of the USCs. <laughs> the fake USC um, against a weaker South Carolina defense is just control the clock. They're just going to run the ball. They're going to run it down their throats and they're just going to control the game. They're going to wear them out. And then Buckner can make a lot more plays with his legs than Drew Pine was able to. So he's going to be able to get out of the pocket. Yes, losing Michael Mayer, who is a top five offensive player in college football this year. Um, I think you would you can make that argument. Uh, Bijan Robinson, Caleb Williams. Uh, after that, it he's, may, he's, he's, he's up there. After, after those two, it may be Michael Mayer, um, Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, but I think. Losing them, yes, it sucks, but I think it may open it open up the door um, for other players because South Carolina isn't going to know who to target, so everyone's going to have a shot to kind of run free. Um, granted, having a guy like Michael Mayer on the field allows you to do that a little more, but it opens the door for other people to play very well and get more touches and show what they can really do. We saw that. I saw that. Um, I think it was the pinstripe bowl. Miles Boykin went nuts when someone opted out, and then he ended up becoming our number one receiver the next year against LSU. It was a few years ago, Tyler. Don't give me that look. Um, I thought, okay, no, never mind. I'm tripping. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I just think that South Carolina is able to stack the box now, knowing that there's no Brianna disagrees clearly. I, I just, <laughs> well, sure, you stack well, the just box. I don't think so because they're really deep into their depth chart for this game. This I, is true. Good point. I think that that outweighs the only, really, only one important loss for Notre Dame, their quarterback. And I, you oh no, that's two. That's him. three. You said. I think going. I I am very happy that Buckner's playing. I think, sure, you stack the box, Buckner gets to the outside, we're golden. You, yeah. you try to take I away think... Diggs and Estimate, we'll run a little read option, let Buckner get to the outside, it'll be it'll be great. I, I just think Notre Dame we'll has, see how a good, it plays out. has a good chance to win it. I'm going to go Notre Dame 35, South Carolina 32, um, and a fun game. I think I think it's a close one. I think they're, they're evenly matched. But I just think that Marcus Freeman 
needs to prove that he's a good coach before Notre Dame fans start coming for his head uh, like it was at the beginning of the year. So I think this is kind of a must-win game for him as the uh, head coach of Notre Dame. But moving on, New Year's Six games. Um, we've got number 11, Penn State, versus number 8, Utah, in the Rose Bowl. And Tyler, if this game is anything like last year's Rose Bowl, we are in for a, a special treat. Spoiler, spoiler alert. I really don't think it will. It will not Penn State. <laughs> Penn State is nowhere near as good as Ohio State. Um, give me Utah by a lot. I just don't think – I don't – nothing moves me about Penn State, especially with Sean Clifford there. Um, yeah, they're going to – it's going to be a romp. Um, Utah something. Utah 38, Penn State uh, 24. Um, I – I have Penn State in this one, actually. Um, if I was Utah, I'd be really disappointed that I'm in the state of California in Pasadena, but not at the national championship. Um, I think they were really hoping to make the playoffs, but it, they didn't have a bad season. I just think that Penn State, they lived up to their expectations, projected to win eight to nine games, went 10 and two. They won every game that they were supposed to. Um, only took losses to the number two and four team in the country right now. Um, they have two freshman running backs, Nick Singleton and Katron Allen. I think they're great. I think they're phenomenal athletes. Um, I have Penn State 40, Utah 38. I think it could be a shootout, but... I think that it's going to be one of the better bowl games just because these are both top 10 caliber teams and they both seem to really want, want this Rose bowl game. So. Um, Give me Utah by a million. Uh, (laughs) I'm not even going to give an explanation. Utah's just a a simply easy money, simply a better team than um, Penn state. I think Utah wins uh, 42 to 17. Um, moving on to the Cotton Bowl, number 16, Tulane versus number 11, USC. Yep, I'm changing my tune on this one to uh, what I said in the last gridiron we were on. Uh, found out more that Caleb Williams will probably be, he'll probably be playing. So um, I'm not doubting Caleb Williams. Give me USC. It's going to be a close game. It's going to be a shootout, 45-38 USC. Mm. I have Tulane 40, USC 28. I think with the loss what of does, what the loss of that's a score to say the least. That's a score. Offensive weapons and linemen and the iffiness of Caleb Williams. I don't know. I give the edge to Tulane. I think that they're looking to wrap up one of their best season seasons in twenty plus years. I have Tulane. Um, I have USC by at least two touchdowns. Um, I think USC 42, Tulane 28. I, I, I just – Caleb Williams is that good where I just don't see a realm where an AAC yeah. team can compete with a Utah team that was one win away from making the college football playoff. Um, I, just, I just don't see it. Uh, moving on, the Sugar Bowl, number nine, Kansas State takes on number five, Alabama. I think that Kansas State has so much more to play for. This is an extremely disappointing Bama team. Extremely disappointing season. I know they still have Bryce Young and Warren. Extremely disappointing. They finished five in the nation. 
by their standards, national championship or bust. You know it. Come on, I, Danny. I guess. Um, no, it's not. I guess it's the truth. Um, mass, massively disappointing year for them. Kansas State, amazing year. They hang tough with every single team they play, and they have so much more to play for. They can say, "Oh, we beat Alabama in, a, in twenty years." I can say, "We beat Alabama that year." So give me Kansas State. I know it's crazy to pick against statement. Thirty-one twenty-eight, Kansas State. Um. I'm not sure if this was your surprise pick, but it's not. Okay, good. Um, because I also have Kansas State, um, 27-24. I think for Kansas State, this game is like their Super Bowl. Um, winning the Big 12 conference was massive for them. Um, but yeah, a, a chance to beat Nick Saban in a New Year's Six Bowl. It's program altering. I think that they really want this. And Alabama's been letting everyone down this season. I don't think that – I don't think – they don't have any um, significant opouts, um, but there's no obvious reason for them to want to risk their NFL careers in trying too hard for this game. I think that there's less on the line for them. Well, I think you're completely wrong. I think Bryce Young and Bill Anderson go out with a bang. Give me – Alabama 35, Kansas State 24. Uh, I just can't bet against Saban. Bryce Young uh, wants to improve his draft stock. I think that's why he's playing in the game. Um, and I think he wants to go out and put improve. on a show. He's going number one overall. Uh, or Stroud? He's a lock. I don't know. Um, okay. Fair moving on to the Orange Bowl, number six, Tennessee versus number seven, Clemson. Um, in the battle of backup quarterbacks, um, this – Easy, easy pick for me. I think Cade Klubnick is better. Give me Clemson. Yeah, give me Clemson. Um, Joe Milton is – he has an absolute cannon of an arm, probably the strongest arm in college football, but he has no accuracy whatsoever. Klubnick is their starting quarterback. Clemson. I also have Clemson 45-30. Tennessee, Tennessee is losing way more than Clemson for this game. So. Yeah, Clemson's yeah easy win. Uh, moving on to the – playoffs um we only got a couple minutes because zoom likes to cap our, to us. cap our times but number one georgia versus number four ohio state tyler if this is your shocker just remember what i've told you all season long don't bet against georgia georgia i think they kill them i i think georgia win. the first round of the playoff always seems to be blowouts i think georgia wins 45 to 14 so you got your pick um, this is my surprise pick. Um, there's nothing more dangerous than a team with nothing to lose and nothing on the line except for their pride. What do you mean? Georgia a has, a all, national Georgia championship has, is let, on let the talk. line. Let, let, Are let you tripping? We, got, we only got a couple. We only got a couple minutes left. Um, State has nobody believes in Ohio State right now except for Ohio State. They're going out there firing on all on all cylinders. Nothing to lose, and I don't know why. But remember the last time Ohio State was a four seed playing against the number one seed that everybody said would dominate them, blow them out of the water. Give me Ohio State 28-27, an absolute shocker of a game. Well, you guys already know that I'm very biased about this one. Um, Fair enough. A Buckeye. Um, I have Ohio State 31, Georgia 27. If we – we be, we're smart about this game. I think we have to find a way to slow down uh, defensive tackle Jalen Carter, who can be really disruptive. And I think that we we just can't allow 
those explosive plays um, on the defense. And I think that I think our defense was powerful and they were out there. Um, but once you get an explosive play like that and you can't get to whoever's running the ball, you're kind of there's nothing to do about it. So I think that if we can also score first, that'll set the momentum for the game. If we can score two or if we can score touchdowns on two of the first three possessions, I think that'll really get us going. And I think that I think that we can win this game. I hope so, because I want to go to the championship game. Uh, Tyler, I'm disappointed in you. I thought you learned your lesson last year. Nope. Simply Listen, did not. As, and and if, if I if it goes it bites me in the butt, I have I'll, I'll say it. I mean, this is an, fully an impulse pick, but you know what? I got a gut feeling. It's probably my gut just feeling, you know, a little empty, but you know what? Why not? It's absolutely ridiculous. We got we Let's got a minute crazy. left. Uh number Fire two away. Michigan versus number three TCU. Um I think Michigan's just a better team. First round of the playoffs is blowouts. Give me Michigan 35 or 38 to 14 over TCU. So I originally picked TCU in the first show, but I'm going to want a rematch of the game as this literally everybody in the nation. And I know Brianna does. She wants to get her get back. Um, give me Michigan 27-20. Yeah, I, I have Michigan 31 TCU 20. I think Michigan is a, a good football team, but I do not think that JJ McCarthy is him. For the <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Well, uh, in the national championship, we will see Georgia take on Michigan and Georgia win it once again. But for Tyler who and Brianna Dunbar, I am Danny Scott. Thank you for tuning in. College gridiron is a production of WFUV sports. <laughs>